we have a better story to tell if we if we talk about the region. So we we got with uh, a, a marketing company, and they came back as marketing companies too with a lot of ideas and a lot of more horrible. But uh, they came back with this one that was interesting. It was Oz Trails, and had a really neat, colorful logo that showed our state image and then the sunset, the colors of the sunset that we have here in in the Ozarks. And that's where the Oz Trails name came from because. This is all part of the Ozark Plateau and the Ozark Mountains of Arkansas. Welcome to Trail Effect, episode 41. I am your host, Josh Blum. Trail Effect is a show that dives into the stories behind trails, the communities that embrace trails, and the people who rely on trails is a way of life. The goal of this show is to turn the stories you will hear from our guests into useful knowledge that can be applied to your community while providing some entertaining and inspirational content. Guests on Trail Effect include trail builders, board members, community leaders, volunteers, and regular people who really enjoy trails. For episode 41, we are re-airing the Gary Vernon interview that originally aired on the Driftless Dirt podcast in spring of 2020. To many, Gary needs no introduction, as Gary is one of the main players behind the trail explosion found in Northwest Arkansas, otherwise known as Oz Trails. Take a listen to learn how the entire region has benefited from the largest expansion of trails found anywhere in the world. Support for Trail Fit comes from Smith's Bike Shop in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Smith's is a full-service bike shop that is a retailer for Trek Bicycle Company and Salsa Cycles. Smith's also has a full line of components and accessories from Bontrager and other various companies. For more information about Smith's Bike Shop, go to www.smithsbikes.com. A special thanks goes out to Ben Wellenek of Mountain Bike Radio for supporting this podcast and of the people who have shared their time and knowledge. Without this, we would not have these stories to tell. This podcast is an Evolution Trail Services production. For more information about Evolution Trail Services, go to www.evotrails.com. How's my audio? Does that sound good? Your audio is good. good. Check one, two. Check one, two. Gary Vernon? Yes, sir. So here we are, Driftless Dirt, episode 11. This is part five of our series in Bentonville, Arkansas, and I have Gary Vernon here today, who is a program officer for the Walton Family Foundation. Actually, I work for Tom and Stewart's private foundation. Okay. And I'm a senior program officer for, for Tom and Stewart's work in, in cycling, trails, advocacy, and a few other things. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So Gary is going to talk about um, the things they've done in Bentonville, actually the things they've done in Northwest Arkansas as a whole. And we'll, uh, we'll start out with the, with the backstory on Gary and how, a, a, how he found cycling, but B, how he found his way to Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. Well, I grew up in Joplin, Missouri, which is just really an hour up the road. And I've always been, you know, just a motorcycle nut, dirt bike nut, but I got into BMX racing as a kid. Before I got into motocross, and then uh, you know, just I did BMX from in the prime time around here, that you know, 1980 to 85, and then I got a 1985 CR 125 dirt bike and started racing dirt bikes. But uh, back about 89, a buddy of mine showed up with a with a Diamondback mountain bike, and I rode it and fell in love with it because it was a bicycle that felt like my CR125. It was a big bicycle. So uh, I've been hooked on mountain biking ever since. But uh, ended up here because I worked for Walmart. I, I started in 
Joplin assembling bicycles at a local store for Christmas and stuck around for 31 years. But when I came here, I'd spent a lot of time in the field and I ended up coming here in 2003. And uh, along uh, the lines, I ended up as a director in the environmental division because Walmart's such a great company. You can do many things and uh, was doing some really cool things with uh, recycling programs, you know, taking rubber tire scrap and making products we sold in the store and and all kinds of different, you know, sustainability programs. But in 2006, I ran into a gentleman uh, named Tom Walton who was working on a uh, five-mile trail system in the north side of Bentonville. And and uh, I, am, I ended up becoming the president of the local volunteer club and volunteered for about a decade, kind of supporting the movement here, which, you know, started out five miles and it just kind of grew every year. And uh, working at Walmart um, one morning, about five and a half years ago, I looked down at my email and half of my emails were chasing bike projects for Tom. And I had to, I couldn't do both jobs. So I, I visited with him and his brother, Stuart, and said, hey, let's, let's look at this, maybe this job position. And I kind of wrote a, wrote a little position uh, for the foundation and they hired me. So here I am. That's awesome. So Let's transition into your work today. It seems like a lot of the work around here has been pretty intentional as far as the community development and the outdoor lifestyle. And what, what kind of things have you seen as a both working where you do, but also as a resident here? Like what kind of changes have you seen um, with just people that live here and how welcoming they are with bikes in general? You know, when I moved here in 2003, you know, I was a mountain biker and, and you know, did a little road cycling, but uh, it was, there was not much of that really going on in Bentonville and Bella Vista. There was pockets around the state. You know, Fayetteville had some riders and, and the Ozark Off-Road Cyclists was a strong volunteer group down there. But, um, you know, it was still kind of small. And we had some we had some epic trails out in the National Forest, you know, that, uh, you know, you, as a mountain biker, you'd throw your bike in the truck and drive a couple hours and go ride. But uh, around here, it was just, there wasn't much going on. You know, there's a few of us that rode. And I lived in Bella Vista, which is just a little town north of here. It was actually a, a golfer's retirement village, you know, before us younger folks started moving in. And um, I'd ride my mountain bike around. There's creek beds and there's old Jeep trail and some ATV paths and game trail. We just kind of put a little loop together over there. But really, there wasn't much mountain biking. And... uh you know, again, in 2006, when, when Tom and his brothers started building the trail, uh, that's when the impact really started. And, and you know, one thing that I, I tried to tell the story is, you know, it wasn't just a, a wealthy family writing a check and, and boom, there was all these trail builders building this wonderful trail. Uh, they actually, Tom had this Arkansas mountain bike guidebook that kind of taught, taught, told you how to go find these certain trail segments in the state. And some of them were just ATV trails you could ride your mountain bike on. But so Tom called a gentleman named Don West who wrote the book and said, Hey, can you build trails? And Don said, I sure can. So Tom had him come and, and start, you know, Don was kind of a semi pro builder at the time. So Tom and his brother were actually out there working as well. And that's when I met him. And so some volunteers with Tom and his brother and, uh, and Don West started building the, the phase one, five miles of slaughter pen. And we, when we first had that five miles of trail, we, you know, the mountain bikers, the, the 10 of us that were out there riding it, we just loved it. 
but then each each year it would uh, a few more miles would be added on some property would be act, you know acquired the city of bentonville at first were a little bit skeptical about mountain bike trails because you know it's a dangerous sport they think but soon found out that it was a great asset to uh, to the city park you know amenities and at first it was just you know hey let's let's build something for the locals and you know there's five miles that turned into 12 and then the 17 miles and each time a trail system was built it would get closer to the downtown square and then finally the all-american drill is that trailhead that leaves the, the, the Bentonville Square and, and ties into the rest of Slaughter Pen, which is the Bentonville trail system. But once that that connection from the square happened, and, and during that time, there's also investments in the square with restaurants and, and other cool shops. All of a sudden, there was a, kind of a vibe, and people started coming here from around the region to ride, and it just kind of snowballed from there. But lead up to today, you can leave the Bentonville Square and ride into Bella Vista. And Bella Vista has 100 miles just in the little town of Bella Vista, where I live. And there's about 40 here between the Kohler Mountain Bike Park, which is just two miles east of the square in, in Slaughter Pen. So you can get on your bike. You know, you can grab, grab breakfast at one of the restaurants on the square, get on your bike and ride trails. You can ride 140 miles of trails without having to really travel on any roads. So... With that being said, what what's been the reception overall from the uh, from the community as you guys have grown this? I mean, you've you've grown pretty big. It's- yeah, you know, it's it's probably been a a great case study, I guess you'd say. But you know, Bentonville, you know, our, we have a great uh, group of leaders in the city. First of all, David Wright, who, who uh, you've interviewed, our parks director, he gets it. He understands how important cycling is. But also Kayleen Griffith, who's our president of visit bentonville the tourism office for bentonville early on she was she, she got it early on and uh would help us fund events even when i was a president of the local volunteer club i'd come to her and say hey we want to put on a mountain bike event and she would help us raise some money for it and uh and now she's it's kind of the expert in her field when it comes to tourism she goes around the country and talks about trails you know and she's uh she's awesome to have as a partner but also, this the community you know has grown as the trails have grown. So the Friends of Arkansas Single Track is our IMBA chapter here in Bentonville, Bella Vista, and they are fantastic when it comes to you know hosting rides and 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 just being out there. They have a Wednesday night ride that that is scheduled every week, year round, and they have you know three different levels of riders that lead it. If you're a beginner, it's a no drop ride, and you have intermediate and advanced. And then they have a bike patrol that actually has 30 members that Kelly Williams runs. And uh, they, they help us support events and they're out there weekly riding as well. So the it's really the whole community is is really embraced the trails. And and at first it was kind of a Bentonville thing, you know, and other communities were kind of skeptical about having mountain bike trails. But then they quickly saw the, the uh, impact, you know, for quality of life, but also economic impact that Bentonville was, was uh, being able to you know, reaping the benefits of having these trails with all the people traveling in, spending their money. You know, the mountain bikers are are traveling in. So back in 2017, we had a uh, economic impact study done by People for Bikes to really find out what's going on here. And uh, the the numbers they came back were at first we didn't believe them, so we had to you know check the numbers. But they they really said in 2017 the two counties, Benton County and Washington County, 
Um, there was a $137 million impact because of trails, both soft service and, uh, and our greenway paved trails. And uh, 90,000 mountain bikers were, were coming to ride. And, uh, you know, the tourism dollars alone were $27 million and, and local businesses were reaping in benefits of $51 million. And then the overall health benefits, which is uh, based on data through insurance companies, uh, the, the quality of life and the, the health benefit is like over $80 million. So really, um, that opened up everybody's eyes. So it went from, you know, the, the, the local community outside of Bentonville being skeptical and maybe not really wanting to have a trail in their town to where they came to us and wanted to partner. And, we're, and now I get calls every week with uh, communities wanting to talk about trails which is, is great on our mission to make Arkansas the world destination for mountain biking. Yeah. So with that, um, you expanded on the fact that we're in Benton and Washington County with trails. Um, do you want to talk about what Oz Trails is and how that's kind of brought the region together? Yeah. You know, as, as Bentonville, you know, became this trail town and we started working with other, other communities in Northwest Arkansas and we're building some great trails and, and some of the communities like Fayetteville had, had a trail system called Kessler, which was an all volunteer build from the Ozark off-road cyclist. We, we, uh, worked with them and actually helped enhance that trail, made it a destination on its own. And Eureka Springs had a wonderful trail system that we've helped enhance, you know, through foundation dollars. And as we were growing out these really, uh, fantastic destination trail systems in these different towns, we didn't want to have competition where you know, Fayetteville and Bentonville were saying, hey, come to Bentonville and ride. And Fayetteville had an ad campaign to come to Fayetteville. We wanted to be able to all win and, and, and make it, it makes more sense that if we're going to compete with other destinations, you know, Moab, Utah, Park City, Utah, or any other place that is known for mountain biking, we have a better story to tell if we, if we talk about the region. So we, we got with a, a, a marketing company and they Came back as marketing companies too with a lot of ideas and a lot of more horrible, but uh, they came back with this one that was interesting. It was Oz Trails and had a really neat, colorful logo that showed our state image and then the sunset, the colors of the sunset that we have here in, in the Ozarks. And that's where the Oz Trails name came from because this is all part of the Ozark Plateau and the Ozark Mountains of Arkansas. And uh, that stuck. So we, uh, we are now the Oz Trails, and the Oz Trails includes Eureka Springs, Bentonville, all the way down south of Fayetteville, where we have a, a trail called the Upper Buffalo, which is the headwaters of the Buffalo National River, and it's a great backcountry trail system. But majority of our trails in Oz are urban trails around a, a city center, and uh, that that really is part of our secret formula is come here to any one of the Oz trails for the most part. And you can park in a downtown area, grab breakfast, ride all day, eat lunch on the bike, and then end up with dinner. You know, and you're, you're never too far away from a, a fine restaurant or a, a bike shop or a place to stay. Yeah. So one of the newer things that you guys have going here with Oz trails is women of Oz. And that's one thing that we haven't touched on with any of the other people I've interviewed today. Mm -hmm. um, you maybe want to talk a little bit about what that whole initiative has been? Well, we have a wonderful group of women who have started this movement in Arkansas. And a, a year ago, February, they all met actually at the foundation offices. We had a couple of different women's groups that were doing good work, but 
they decided, hey, what if we combined our resources and made one really, you know, killer women's organization and just really made it more inviting to, to new mountain bikers, but also, you know, women of all skill levels would want to be part of. It. And that, that's where they came up with Women of Oz. And they start having uh, these monthly ride events. And uh, they were getting some of the top riders certified through the ICP program to be instructors. And, and so what they do is on a, on a monthly basis, they'll have a, they call their flagship ride and they'll, they'll all gather in Bentonville. And, um, it's, it's, they're really purposefully trying to be inviting to those brand new riders and not be intimidating. You know, it's really intimidating for, for anybody to show up to a big group ride and there's your experts all kitted out, ready to go and ride as hard as they can. But the, the women of Oz have figured it out and I don't, we're trying to learn from them because they're so good at it, but they have, they had 175 women show up last weekend to their flagship ride. And the majority of those are beginners. So they'll put on a clinic, teach them how to do the basic skills, and then get these really talented ride leaders to take small groups out and ride the trails. And then they have a social afterward. And it's a, it's a formula that is magic. And so they're going to have a festival this year. And, uh, you know, try to even grow their, their ridership even more. But, you know, each, each month, it seems like they get more and more women, but 175 women showing up to just a, a ride is amazing. So there's going to be more and more of that happening this year and throughout the year. So, we, so I think their, their goal is to be able to just to, to be the number one women's mountain bike group in the nation and uh, be able to, to be a, a role model for other, other groups. Yeah. That's amazing. Before we, before we leave the land of Oz and kind of reach out into other parts of Arkansas, maybe you could just give a little brief description on what you guys have for the different networks you guys have built. You have Slaughter Pen, Back 40 up in Bella Vista, a new, your brand new Little Sugar, Kohler, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, uh, when you talk about kind of the nucleus of Oz, it's, it's right now it's Bentonville, Bella Vista, where we have the 140 miles of trail of the ride. And the newest part of that, the 50 miles that was added, to Bella Vista just over the last year is called Little Sugar. And Little Sugar is a little creek that goes through Bella Vista. And, you know, it's not quite done yet. And we're going to continue to work on it for the next year. But it's 50 miles of flowy trail on the south end. And it's more classic technical cross country on the north end. But it's got such great little moments along this. You know, we try to build memorable moments on a trail where you know, there's a cave you can stop in that's a hundred foot deep and, uh, you can, you know, get a rest in the, in the summertime. It's because it's nice and cool in there. And of course we had the, our, uh, game and fish experts make sure that there's no protected species in there. Uh, and then we have waterfalls coming off some of the spillways of some of the lakes. And there's, there's, uh, you know, several lakes on that side, but we, we also try to, you know, build in features along the trail. You know, if you want to just be a cross country, have a cross country experience, you can, you can miss all the jumps, but if you want to flow and jump, then there's all kinds of alternative lines, technical features. We're also working with an architecture firm to build, you know, memorable places you'll stop and rest. And, you know, there'll be an overlook at the cave. There'll be platforms along the, the little sugar Creek. There'll be uh, viewing towers where you can go up and look over the landscape and, just art infused on the trail. Um, it, there's going to be some amazing things. And, you know, if you've, if you've ridden here before the back 40, 
is on the east side of Bella Vista. This will be on the west. And the back 40 is just a wonderful cross country trail and has, you know, several, it's, it's punchy, a lot of punchy climbs. Now the little sugar has got bigger climbs, longer descents. And, but it's all built on this bulletproof kind of rocky terrain that you can ride in a rainstorm. You know, it's all weather. And that's really what we're focused on is to be a destination where you can show up and not have to worry about rain, you know, making you sit at the hotel all day. So, uh, you oh, know, yeah. you know, that's important. Yep. So we can, we can, uh, guarantee you we'll have trails to ride when it rains. Yeah. So yeah. moving, then, what's that? Well, and then, you know, if you want to talk about the other trail systems oh, yeah. around the region, you know, um, you know, Fayetteville, we're building a cyclocross course and a world cup, um, cross country course just right by the University of Arkansas. So you have the, uh, we have the 2022 cyclocross worlds coming. So this cyclocross course is going to be amazing, but I'm more excited about the cross country course that's, that's being built and rock solid, who you know, well, yep. <laughs> from uh, Copper Harbor, Michigan, who are the experts in rock, um, construction are building armored trail and, and jumps. And I mean, it's going to be one of these, uh, world cup cross country courses that the, the pros are going to love. And, and, uh, I'm sure it'll be an icon in the series someday, but, uh, it's it's really a work of art itself. So at, at the University of Arkansas, when it's when that's all done, you'll be able to leave the university's property on your bike, ride mountain bike trails under a tunnel under the highway, 49 Highway, which is our main highway through this region, over to Millsap Mountain. That's where the cross-country world course is. And you can ride the world course, world cup course, or you can bypass it. And there's going to be some beginner and intermediate trails there as well. But you can traverse over and hit Kessler Mountain, which is a classic sandstone, you know, rocky technical course um, on the south end of Fayetteville, ride those trails and then jump on a greenway and then ride back to the university and make a loop. And, you know, a minimum ride would be 30 miles, but you can add as much as you want. So that's Fayetteville. Springdale, we have the Vela Solutions pump track that we held the first, the first Red Bull World Championship there. But uh, and that's an amazing, that's one of the bigger pump tracks in the nation asphalt pump tracks and it's uh it's it's actually a really good uh spot for riders of all levels we see kids on striders playing on it to you know your top bmxers in the region guys on dirt jump bikes and and even beginner adults are out there riding around but but tucked away about a mile away from that pump track is fitzgerald mountain and fitzgerald mountain is, is some of the best trail we have rock solid with special guest builder Jeremy Witek built some some features there that are that are amazing. It's so amazing that nine time uh, world champion trials rider from Belgium, Kenny Belay, we were riding there one night when it was being built, and I was showing him some of the new trails. And we rode this two mile loop that was pretty much armored with rock, with with almost vertical rock walls you can ride around as berms. And Kenny said, "That's the best trail I've ever ridden." And I'm like, Kenny, I said, "You've been around the world. I mean, you've you've ridden, you know." trails all around the world. How, how do you say this is the best trail you've ever ridden? He said, he said, I've, I've ridden trails with higher elevation and better scenery with views, but the way this trail is constructed, this is the best trail I've ever ridden. So we named that trail the best trail ever. So that's, that's the name over there. But, uh, but anyway, that, that's tucked away there and there's more trail being added to that. And then of course, Eureka Springs is a jewel. You know, you've got Lake Leatherwood, which is a city park in Eureka and it's got a, 
got an enduro gravity system that has a, the city runs shuttles to the shuttle to the top, or you can just climb to the top if you want to get your pedals in. And, and there's really 30 miles there in that part of cross country, technical cross country to, to downhill gravity with big jumps. And then if you want to go across town to the passion play, the great passion play has got about 20 miles of trail that, that a gentleman named Alex Scott from Jagged Axe. He's, um, he's really, a, a, I met him on the back of a shuttle bus at an enduro in Oklahoma when he was, I think he was 20. And he wanted to build trails in Arkansas. And now he's got his own company and he's building some of our best trails. And he's, he's got the eye to build some really rugged, you know, technical steep downhill. And he built the trails at Glorietta, New Mexico that the big mountain enduros are held. That's, that's where he built trails as a teenager. So, uh, we, we, we really, uh, got us a good, him and his wife now have moved here and live here. And, and, uh, so anyway, we're excited about our, our trails that in the region. One, since we're on the trail systems, one that we didn't talk about that I've often said you could spend a whole week riding there, even though it's not a large system, um, is Kohler Mountain Bike Preserve. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could talk about how the how that was built or why it is as diverse as it is with yeah. the different trails that it offers. Well, that's a 300 acre parcel. It's, it's really part, probably one of the best pieces of property in the Bentonville, you know, city limits. And uh, that was uh, donated to the to a nonprofit from the Walton family and um, progressive trail designs did the majority of the work over there and did a great job in trail solutions helped design it. Joy Klein was the lead designer and uh, did an amazing job, but really what the whole, the whole purpose of that, we call it a mountain bike preserve. We just kind of made that up because it's, it's a special place and it has really levels for all riders. And that's, and that's really the end of the day. We're trying to, we're trying to build trails that a family can come enjoy or that a top professional can come enjoy enjoy and we're you're going to see us really focus on the family beginner features because we've we've done a lot on the advanced end but really trying to trying to really focus to to be that this family mountain bike destination where you can learn as a family how to ride off road but but uh Kohler is special because it's kind of its own little island and the signing over there is different than the rest of our Austrails signage the little, little fancier metal signage and the features and the bridges are made of wood and steel and a little bit more you know and you know it kind of works of art themselves you've got a greenway paved to the middle of the valley that's uh covered you know that's almost like the bridges of, of benton county kind of kind of theme you know where you can actually ride through these really interesting uh covered bridges and every, each time you go through a covered bridge you it's kind of like a portal where you have you know a different ecosystem the way the you know, landscape architects have, have really, uh, you know, put plantings in and it's, it's really going to be an amazing outdoor classroom just by itself, just the valley floor. But you go to the northeast, uh, part of Kohler and that's where you have a 20 foot tall metal and wood structure we call the hub. And it's basically a starting ramp to kind of get you rolling down some of the jump trails and the, and the kind of the premier jump trails called cease and desist. And, it's a it's really fun, flowy dirt jump uh, trail until you get to the hammer, drop the hammer. And the hammer, you can take a, it's basically an alternative line where you can take a left and do a 270 degree climb, short climb, and you can jump over the trail, you just rode, and you land down this big valley. I mean, the lander is about 50 or 60 foot long altogether. So you jump over your buddies if they're behind you and land on this lander. And then it 
you accelerates kind of like a hot wheel, you know, being, being launched off a kitchen table. And, uh, you just accelerate across this valley floor and you hit a step up and you go around a berm and you drop off into another part of the valley and hit another step up and you turn around and you go off a big wooden drop and then you connect back to the trail you were originally riding. So, um, that was, it was, um, Woody from Progressive Trail Designs, the owner of the company. That was his kind of, kind of dream line he wanted to build. So, um, but there's all kinds of fun jumps. Fire line is a kind of an intermediate, jump line with a bunch of tabletops, probably 20 jumps in a row that progressively get bigger and you can roll them all. So you can learn how to jump on that trail. A lot of people are going there to learn how to jump. And there's uh, a couple of really techie rock trails that if you have a, you know, six inch travel enduro bike, you can go test it out there. And, and then you get on the other side of the valley on the Southwest side. And that's where the Nike race loop for the junior high, high school mountain bike league as is, is, you know, it's fantastic loop for all levels. And then there's, there's a, a trail called the family flow, which is kind of a really more beginner style, you know, flow jump trail. And then we got a dual slalom called you know, the double barrel. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just the dual slalom where you can race your buddy down it. We have events on it, but all in all, the color, it has camping. It's got, you know, showers and restrooms. It's just a place you can come. And really spend a, several days there and just live there on property, be camped there. And it's in Bentonville. It is in Bentonville. It's two and a half miles from where we're sitting here on the square. Yeah. So it's not far. We're going to connect it to the square eventually. But right now, you've got to do a little bit of, of greenway riding or in the in road riding. But um, just, it's, a, it's a special place. Yeah. When they're riding yesterday and we noticed there was at least two families that weren't there on bikes. They were just off the greenway playing in the water because it was 82 degrees yesterday, I believe. And so they were just playing in the stream that goes through there and just, you know, yeah. they're, they're, there's like toddlers and kids just, you know, with their parents. And so it is a special place, you know. And Well, what I'm excited about is the, the restaurant that's going off, you know, it's building right in the middle of the valley and you can't drive to it. You have to bike or walk, you know, the, the greenway or, or the mountain bike trails, you, you bike or walk to it. And uh, it's going to have wood-fired pizzas and, and beer and all that. So that'll be a fun spot, you know, especially the spring when the weather's nice, just to ride in for lunch and yeah. hang out and ride the trails. A little side note, I'm convinced that every great mountain bike town has to have a wood-fired pizza place. Absolutely. It's just like Peddler's Pub is kind of our iconic spot where uh, even on our, our fast, you know, uh, Friends of Arkansas single track, they have a Wednesday night ride. And a lot of times it takes off from the peddler's pub pizza and, and, uh, ride slaughter pen and come back and have beer and pizza. That's, that's a good, that's good living. Yeah. So we're going to transition out of, uh, Oz trails and into the state park system. Yeah. Uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about the history of state parks here in Arkansas in general and how they've embraced mountain biking and then move into what's going on in the future of, of trails in the state parks. Yeah. Well, you know, our, our Arkansas state parks are some of the most beautiful state parks in the country. And it's been, you know, it's, and proven of that. And um, one thing that Arkansas has plenty of is, is bluffs and rock and, you know, good scenery. So um, um, Grady Spann is our parks director. And what we figured out is after building all these urban trails, you know, Bentonville, Eureka, Fayetteville, Springdale, even Salem Springs out to our west, people really enjoy riding where they can, you know, 
have amenities around them, not be out in the middle of the national forest. Because we do have our, we have our Imba epics in the national forest and we have trail counters that measure how many people ride those trails. And we noticed that over the past years, after all these Oz trails have been built, people are not loading up and driving two and a half hours to unload out in the middle of nowhere and ride and then load back up and drive to town. So that's when we said, well, let's not, let's not build any more trails out in the middle of nowhere, but we do want to build these trails where there's beautiful scenery and have these backcountry experiences. And that's where the state parks are just perfect for that because the state parks, the, the key ones that we're choosing have restaurants, camping, cabins, you know, a visitor center, staff there to maintain the trails. And they've already, they already attract eight and a half million visitors to the 52 state parks already. So we have people there. And if we build mountain bike trails for all levels of riders, we can really introduce mountain biking to the masses at state parks. So when I started my job in 2015, that's when Grady Span started his and we connected immediately and went on a, a couple of site visits to different places that had mountain biking and, and, uh, we got, uh, got educated. And one of the things that worked out, we went to Oregon and, and put uh, Grady on a mountain bike and took him down to, to uh, Oak Ridge and had did some downhilling with him and he fell in love with mountain biking. And now he's a avid mountain biker and pretty dang good at it. So he's passionate and, uh, he's, uh, totally supporting trails and the governor, governor Hutchison for Arkansas understands the impact for tourism that mountain biking has. We have the support from the, from the governor on down to, to build trail. So we're excited about that. So, um, you know, we're just going to continue to focus on, you know, trying to build the world's best trails in state parks and, and what we've branded the state park, you know, the Oz trails in Northwest Arkansas is what our brand is for these trails. Well, the state park trails will be monument trails. So a monument trail is going to be a trail in a state park. It's going to be designed for all levels of riders. The trail itself is going to be a, a work of art. It's, it's going to really maybe be looked at someday, just like the CCC, you know, the Civilian Conservation Corps, who did all the work in, in state and national parks and built these wonderful structures that are still used today. We hope that the monument trails will be looked back as an era that we have now. So uh, we're pretty excited about that. Well, I think we've covered about everything here as far as your stuff goes. Do you have anything you'd like to add that we maybe haven't touched on as far as things that are ha- going to be happening here in the future in Oz Trails in Northwest Arkansas? Yeah, well, I'd like to, first of all, kind of say, you know, this this could be done in any community. Then you don't have to have millions of dollars to build a trail system. It does help you accelerate it. But what we've seen just by the organic growth in, in the community embracing trails, I mean, Again, we started with five miles of trails and that started our volunteer club and got the city behind us. So five miles of trails done right can, can do wonders for a community. And, and, uh, we, we have such a, a wonderful volunteer network and such great support with the city, you know, the cities, all the cities and that, and with, with the NICA program, the junior high, uh, high school mountain bike league, getting schools involved in, the, in cycling. I mean, we really have seen it organically just grow and, 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 any community can do this. They do it right. But, um, but also what's important is teaching kids how to ride a bike. So we're excited about a strider program in kindergarten and first grade that's being rolled out. And at bike NWA is one of our nonprofit organizations. And, uh, Anya Bruin, who works for bike NWA is, is overseeing the rollout of the strider, strider program. It's she piloted it last year in Springdale and about six schools and they, 
it was supposed to be a kindergarten program, but the schools loved it so much, they put it in first and second grade as well. So we're rolling out to, uh, it'll have a total of 36 schools this year and next year where kids will be learning how to balance and pedal these striders. These new striders have a bolt-on pedal assembly where you can teach them how to balance first and then you bolt on the crank and they, they pedal away. So we're excited about that because it's all about getting kids active on bikes so they get outdoors or not trapped behind a screen playing video games. So it's really excited about that. That's awesome. And getting kids on bikes at a young age usually leads to long-term commuting and other other ways of transportation and that. And so that's that's also another important aspect of of getting getting younger people on bikes these days. You know, and you, you were asking about future plans. You know, the last five years have we've we've had the accelerator down and we've been doing a lot of work. And if you come here, you'll see it. You know, we're gonna reach a thousand miles of trails total, you know, that are mic- mountain bike trails in the state. Not that not that the foundation has built every one of those, but you know, a lot of them have been enhanced that were existing. So we're really excited on our trails. And, and one of the benefits of our trails is a lot of them have been built in the last five years. So they're the most modern techniques have been used. And we're, and, and part of my role is to make sure we diversify the trails where we have something for everybody. If you want a backcountry cross country experience that's, you know, not super technical, then go to Hobbs State Park, one of our monument trails and you got three and a half mile lake ride that's fantastic and you just kind of lose your kind of daydream as you ride that trail to passion play which you got to keep your wits about you because you're going to go down some crazy stuff but um we want to make sure that we continue to move the needle and and build more and more you know uh, exciting trails but also build some of the best beginner trails and that's some of the best some of the toughest trails to build for our trail builders is the beginner trails and so uh and and we're really trying to to come up with some unique designs for those. But the next five years, believe it or not, will be our most exciting projects we've had. And and I, I can't talk about some of them because they're uh they're they're we're not quite done with with design, but you're gonna see all aspects of, of mountain biking. When I mean all aspects You mean all, you about, mean all I'm aspects. Ta- I'm talking about all aspects. And uh we're gonna build some crazy stuff that we'll have an Enduro World Series here. If it all works out and uh, just, you know, the goal is to be the world's destination for mountain biking for all levels of riders. So we're excited about that. But also, uh, you know, we just want to, you know, make this a better place to live. And we want to invite people to move here. We want to invite industry to move here. There's no reason why you shouldn't have your, your, your bike business, you know, centered in Northwest Arkansas or even around the state. Cost of living is, is low here comparatively to, most other destinations. We've got year round riding because the weather's pretty dang good year round. We had it's 70 degree weather, sunny weather last week that yeah. it was fantastic. And um, this week was good as well. But um, there's just, you know, this is, we want this to be the place where industry wants to move, people want to move. We've already seen people move here and figure out what they're going to do for a living and they have. So uh, we just want to keep continuing to have that invitation to have people move here and yeah with with people moving here it seems like there's like almost an arms race these days of of communities really trying to do things to attract uh, yeah. the best and brightest talent i'm assuming you you've seen that firsthand here and have actually witnessed what great amenities like this stuff will do for bringing that talent to your community well it's become a rec- recruiting tool for sure for all the 
the large company, or obviously Walmart's here, but all the vendor networks that support Walmart. Tyson, which is the largest producer of protein in the world, is based out of Springdale. And so they are using the trail system to recruit talent here and it's working, you know, and, um, you know, it'll continue. They'll, they'll continue to, to, uh, you know, try to invite people here. You know, the, the thing is we're not stopping anytime soon that the appetite to continue, you know, is, is, is strong. So you'll see more and more really cool things coming out of here. And, and, and again, it's not just the trails, it's the art, you know, there's, there's a crystal bridges art museum that has some of the most, you know, famous American art exhibits in the country and, and the new momentary museum that Tom and Stuart Walton just opened up last month is a, a modern art museum. And it was an old craft cheese factory that's been basically uh, recycled into this fantastic uh, building with a, with a, with a nice uh, bar on top that, that's about six stories high. And you can see the Oz trails sunsets from there they're after a good day's ride. So lots of fun. Well, Gary, um, as always, it's been a pleasure. Uh, this is wrapping up the five-part series in uh, Bentonville, Arkansas, otherwise known as the Land of Oz. It's definitely been a pleasure to, to meet with Gary and the other four guests. And hopefully we can uh, get this out and people can learn how to make their communities better. You bet. So thank so you. Come see, come see us. Yeah, definitely come to Arkansas. This is my ninth trip here. So it's well worth the visit. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Links for the various topics discussed in the show can be found in the show notes. If you like what you've heard, please take the time to share these shows with others. Sharing these shows will help create awareness of both the guests who have taken the time to be on the show and the podcast series itself. This podcast has been made possible by Mountain Bike Radio, Smith's Bike Shop in La Crosse, Wisconsin, Rad Apparel Company, and as an Evolution Trail Services production. If you have ideas on future communities or people to feature on Trail Effect, please don't hesitate to reach out by emailing evolutiontrails at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.